Talk to us now and go to the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. This is the Joe Hoff Show on TNT Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. Good morning. Good evening, wherever you might be. It's Joe Hoff on the Joe Hoff Show here on tntradio.live. Appreciate you listening in and watching the show. We're happy uh, to have you here. We're excited about the growth that TNT is going through, and it's it's and and we're thankful for you for watching the show, listening to the show, and sharing the show with others. We do believe we've got the the, the best channel and the best show out on the uh, internet today. It's the Joe Hoff Show. So thank you for listening in. It's been a powerful, powerful. Uh, few weeks again a lot's going on uh some some bizarre like last night's Newsom versus DeSantis uh debate it was like what was that what's going on what are these two guys doing and there was a video I don't know well you'll have to we'll put it up later at joehoff.com of DeSantis he's just standing there and he makes this smile when he's not talking and it's just it looks so phony and so bizarre and you you know I, I, you know, DeSantis has done some good things in Florida. I live in Florida and I, I, you know, I appreciate the guy for what he's done, but some, but this is just bizarre. I thought he was kind of normal before this. And now we're seeing he wears high heels because he's short. I didn't know he was short. And now we're finding, you know, seeing him do this weird stuff where he's just uh, kind of just, he's just uncomfortable. I, I go back to this one girl, uh, a cute girl and her friend apparently went to a DeSantis book signing in Georgia before he announced he was running for governor for president because the law in Florida at that time was if you run for president, you've got to step down from governor. And so he didn't want to do that. He wanted to continue as governor, but also run just in case he doesn't win. He could keep the governorship. So they had to change the law. So up until that point in time, he was saying he was doing book signings and he came out with a book and he was at an event in Georgia uh, with the uh, governor there, Kemp, and they were talking about he got up there and, and gave basically a stump speech. These two girls that were there said, well, here's the deal. The parking lot was full of Florida plates. It's uh, It was really uncomfortable. Uh, she wore a Trump hat there. She talked to everybody. Everybody says, well, we like DeSantis, but we're voting for Trump. She said, everybody we talked to said that. She said, eventually they kicked her out. And she says, uh, and thank God it was so boring. <laughs> so funny the way she said this. It was really entertaining, actually. And uh, so it wasn't a book signing. It was it was a stump. It was a, it was a speech. And it was any she said he looked really uncomfortable. His hands are on the podium. And so then last night we see this debate with Newsom. Somebody set this up. It's bizarre. Neither one, like, and I guess Newsom even said this. Well, neither one of us are going to be, you know, running for our parties in 2024, which is bizarre. And so why are you doing it? And um, I think it's really important that you find a candidate that's personable. And you allow them to share that personality. It goes probably with anything in the entertainment business because there's a huge part of being a politician that's being an entertainer. And it's important you allow them flourish to be who they are. And uh, unless you get somebody who's kind of a goofball, then you then you probably don't want them to be who they are. And 
And uh, I didn't, never thought of DeSantis as a goofball, but man, the, the weird stuff out there. You can see it on Twitter. And like I said, I'll try to put it up later at joehoff.com. And uh, yeah, so lots going on. We're going to have our good friend uh, David Clements here on the show today to end the week again. And uh, he's coming out with a new movie. It's a documentary. We're going to share that trailer after the uh, after the after uh, this first segment and when David's on, on the line with us. And really uh, powerful. I think it's powerful. I've gotten to see the movie now twice in, a, in a sh- the first showing up in Jacksonville, Florida, and then a private showing the following night. And so we'll be talking to David about that. And it's uh, exciting. It's coming out. We're going to got to encourage y'all to share it. Uh, there's a trailer out there. I put up a piece yesterday at joehoff.com. You can share that with others. It shows it's got the original trailer, which is about 10 minutes long, and this new trailer that's only three uh, minutes long. So, um, you know, you're just going to you're just going to love it. I, I guarantee. And I think this trailer we share today will really grab you. So hang on after the break and you'll be able to see that and and or listen to it. It's powerful. So that's the message from this. David's uh, take. I And I think we can talk to him about it, is that these machines got to go. They're a mess. I just had uh, another individual I, I know share with me some information yesterday in California. And I shared this as well at joehoff.com this lady um uh, a real a real courageous woman uh, is is has gone not after but has gone after well I'll say it this way she's gone going after integrity she's going after freedom she wants free and free and fair elections fair and transparent elections and she's approached the Riverside County California uh, board of supervisors and she's presented in front of them and they just found that these documents that are supposed to be prepared by by Dominion that they requested through a FOIA uh, they've received and they're all doc they're they've all been doctored they're 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 bogus and uh that's a crime as she points out to send out uh FOIAs with uh with fraudulent data is a crime so she's asking the board about that now and so it just keeps getting deeper and deeper with these machine companies and with these machines. And and this has been my statement as I wrote my second book using my um using my knowledge in the uh in 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 the um in in auditing, I knew there's something going on. So yeah, we've got David Clements joining us here shortly on the show, talking about his new movie, and we're going to share the trailer. I'm excited about that. I really love it. I just really love it. It's an emotional movie. It's really it, like others have said, and like I mentioned in the first segment here, it's powerful and uh, well done uh, to David Clements, uh, Professor Clements, and Attorney Clements. Just a, an incredible man who's done so much for this country over the last couple of years. It's been, I, he and his wife, Aaron, have just given their all to help save this country. And they're brilliant. They're both really smart individuals and they've been under fire. Uh, David has uh, was, an, was a, an attorney and professor at New Mexico State University. In, and after 2020, after the stolen election, after he started speaking out about the election and about these, you know, garbage masks, wearing these masks, um, with it, which we know now didn't work. There's evidence they never did. And and you had Fauci, 
uh, saying, let's bring in, you know, everybody we should wear maybe two masks is better than one. But this guy is an animal, not an animal. Actually, I, I'm sorry. A good friend, Gaia, shared this uh, last time she was with me uh, on the show here. She said, they're not animals. Animals are good. These people are beasts. And yeah, they're, they're beasts and monsters. And that's what Fauci was. He's telling us to wear masks that it's going to help against COVID. And at the same time, he is lying to everybody in the world and how many millions of people died because of through starvation i remember seeing when i'm in hong kong they shut everything down they shut it down across around the world india they shut it down and here's all these people jumping on trains on the top of trains trying to head home because they don't have a job anymore they can't eat there's no food with no job and they are heading home hopefully there there's going to be some food on the table and how many people in these poor countries died because of this? This was Fauci. He fooled the whole world, including the U.S., by lying. And we found more information on this this past week. There's a couple uh, videos at the War Room, and I'm going to put those up shortly at the JoeHoff.com later today for sure. I've been watching them. One is uh, with uh, with uh, former Trump uh economist uh another doctor uh, uh peter navarro he says falsi lied he lied he did not tell president trump and the team he goes i'm part of this team and he goes he did not tell us that they knew the origins of of covid because they were involved they had worked with china and the wuhab laboratory in in co coronavirus um Study, research, manufacture, even even involved in uh, my understanding is even involved in vaccines for this this various types of of COVID that they were manufacturing from bats. Fauci knew this, and he lied. He didn't tell Trump. He's standing up there in front of the whole world, pretending that he doesn't know how this thing was created. He absolutely knew, and he lied about it. And it's 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 unbelievable, you know, what's going on. The thing that grabs me is there's this, and I didn't know this, there's this other doctor, Dr. Robert Cadlick, who was right there with Fauci. Maybe even they say, uh, the Dr. Navarro said he's even above, he was above Fauci even. And he knew it too. And they withheld this information from President Trump. And Mike Pence, uh, the buffoon who was running the, the whole thing, if he knew it, he was withholding it as well. If Dr. Burks knew it, she was holding, withholding it as well. All these people knew the origin of the Wuhan virus, and, and they lied about it and, and then had a campaign going where they tried to cover that up. And as a result, millions of people died, according to Dr. Navarro. He says, we could have manufactured immediately a vaccine that, would have, that we would have been able to, to really nail uh, this disease, he said, and yet we weren't able to do that because Fauci never shared this information with the uh, with the American people, with President Trump. And um, I look back, and I think this was all it was all an attempted coup of President Trump. Why why did they not do this? Is it because they want to put vaxes in place and kill people, which we're kind of seeing evidence of that right now? One. One um, doctor in the Navy came out with a piece who was somebody I just met not long ago about how this uh, they're they're in the in the Navy now. These pilots are, they have horrible health conditions, two hundred percent higher in some some areas over the last couple of years since they mandated that everybody take this vaccine. So 
And then uh, another piece is Dr. Robert Malone shares uh, all about this. He He's well studied on this whole thing. He thinks this is a limited hangout. They're trying to cover up the bigger story. I think the bigger story is either they wanted to kill millions of people through these vaccines. They wanted to kill people the, dying from COVID. Uh, the, uh, the elderly, for example, in homes, they wanted to uh, shut down the government and the uh, economy to get rid of Trump. It's one one of those three, if not all of those three. And it's pretty dark. And we need to find out what the actual rationale was. So scary, scary stuff. Anyways, really, really scary stuff. And we need to get to the bottom of this. One of my theories on why they um, did this is... Um, it, it, it leading to wanting to create fear. It's all about fear. And I have I have some evidence for that. And we all do, really. And maybe it's, this isn't so ingenious. But my evidence is I wrote a piece in March, early March of 2020 at the Gateway Pundit. And I was overseas then in Hong Kong. And this piece was, hey, this COVID is not that bad. It's similar to the flu. And yet, I was attacked. I was attacked for putting that piece up and and Media Matters attacked me and they doxed me and they did not want the message to get out there that this COVID was not as bad as they were telling us because you know, and, and children weren't impacted. We, we knew that very early on. Children are basically immune to it, basically. And yet they pushed these narratives that children could give it to adults and all this garbage that was just lies. And we had our beautiful children, eight kindergartners walking into school with these masks on. And they had to wear masks all day at school. And they're such beautiful and good kids that they would do it. Because that's what you know children will do. They trust their elders. And, and parents, would, their hearts would be broke as they brought in these poor children into these schools and watching their kids walk in there with masks on, they didn't even know what their classmates looked like. They couldn't communicate. You couldn't understand people under those masks. There's it, a big part, I think, about listening that's watching somebody's lips. That's what, you know, we know some people have, have the ability to read lips. And it's because that's important in communication, the facial expressions, et cetera. We withheld that from our children. We forced them then so in some cases, not even to go to school. They had to sit over here. They had to try to study at in as fifth graders, for example. And and yet the uh from home, we 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 demanded our children do that. And we're seeing that it's got it's got real impact on our children. And then we had great and brave men like Professor Clements that said, hey, no, I'm not gonna allow these uh, you guys are not mandated to wear masks in my in my classroom. And and as a result, that was, I believe, the rationale that they ended up getting rid of David at the uh, University of New Mexico State or New Mexico State University. So crazy stuff. You know, if you stand up for the truth, uh, you're going to get attacked in this day and age. And which is all the more reason to stand up because uh, we're, we're fighting for our future, for our children, those those little kindergartners that had to walk into school with masks on their face for their entire first year of kindergarten. That's that's who we're fighting for. So that's never happens to them again. Anyways, I'm honored and, and privileged to introduce our guest. He's here now, um, Professor and Attorney David Clements. Welcome, David. Hey, Joe. It's good to be with you, as always. Uh, great to be with you. Uh, we've got a special treat for you today, David, uh, on the Joe Hoff Show. We are going to share a video. It's our first video appearance on the Joe Hoff Show. And what we want to share is the trailer to your new movie. So maybe you could 
give us a little uh, introduction to what we'll be seeing. And uh, we're going to play that here live on the uh, Joe Hoff show. Well, there's an extended trailer that's a bit longer that really lays it out. And this one is a follow-up to it. And uh, Joe, you're in this trailer, <laughs> which is pretty cool. We were able to show off some of our other experts, but basically the film really focuses on the plight of our J6 prisoners and how a rigged election was the cause of their imprisonment. And we want them out. And we've got 10 months to improve the terrain to get the only candidate, the only candidate that has said out loud that he would pardon the J6ers, and that's Donald Trump. And so there's a race against time to not only improve the terrain, but to take pieces off the chessboard from the rigged election infrastructure to make sure that Trump wins. Uh, I'm of a sound mind. I know that you join the same sentiments that if we don't remove some of the administrators, if we don't take care of the the rigged software, um, Trump's going to have a really tough go of it, and we need to do our part to help him. Yeah, amen. So uh, I'll turn this over to our to our communication crew in the back in the back office. Guys, can you uh, play the uh, video of uh, the uh, David's new movie? There's still a disconnect with most Americans that don't associate what happened on November 3rd, 2020 with January 6th. But the reality is everyone that's rotting in there right now is in there because of what happened on November 3rd. Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th prior to the doors being opened? Again, I had to be very careful. It should be a no. But how do you change that government? when our politicians are selected rather than elected, when everyone is too scared to talk about the slave master that made it all possible. It's an act of psychological warfare that you do to prisoners of war. We didn't know where we were going, why they were moving us. So while the J6ers wear real chains, we continue to wear invisible ones. Oh, how I dream of breaking through the feed that keeps us asleep. What I'm saying is nobody's following the federal law, including the vendors. In China in particular, they advance persistent threats. Some of them are massive organizations, larger than many U.S. defense organizations. You're talking about advanced persistent threat level players. On a scale of one to 10, with 10 being the most difficult, how easy is it to hack into these systems? Can I go to a 0.5 instead of a one? Across the country, when you've got systems that are in use in these elections and you can't look at them, it's beyond belief. Absolutely, it was stolen because it never should have been certified. In the simplest of terms, we use proprietary machines that use programs to steal, shuffle, dilute, and plunder our most valuable property interest, our votes. If Donald Trump's providential, aren't you providential? Ask yourself why you're here. We are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. You cannot say that this went well. Those are lost votes. There's something wrong with our system. I hope you want to tip. Today, I am here to overturn the money changers' table. This is a battle of good and evil, and there will come a day when you will sit before a higher judge. Not only 
will we win. But I will spend the rest of whatever years I have on this earth with my wife, with my children, praising God. And I'll encourage them and admonish them, you better keep this alive. Keep the memory alive. Because I don't want to go back to hell. Wow. Powerful. You know, Dave, I've watched that I don't know how many times uh, since uh, since I saw it up the other day and uh, still chokes me out. I, it's it's really powerful, David. I, I I think back to the night that we had a private showing here in in Florida. And, and I mentioned this in my first segment, how Tommy, I wasn't sure how he's going to react to this. He's a good guy, a really good a gentleman, a man uh, and uh, with a, with an incredible career. But he hasn't been a Trump supporter at all. And he came to watch this, and I thought he might get up and walk out. Instead, he got up and went over to talk to you. He's the first guy to talk to you after that movie. And he told me later, and has told me a couple times, him and others that were there that night, that movie is so powerful. It's just powerful. You 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 rocked us all with that. It's uh, it's it's very informative, but it's very emotional as well. So you know, well done, David. You know, well done. Well, thanks. Um, I get choked up too. I, I did a screening last night in my hometown uh, where a prophet has no honor. And uh, many people in the, I could see were, were, were crying. And uh, there's a lot of tears of, of anguish, but there's also tears of joy because there is hope in the film. And, and you can attest to that. But this really is about we, the people taking responsibility for our country. Stop talking about, you know, the, the U.S. Constitution in this mythical way that we forget the real sacrifices that our founding fathers uh, had to make in order for us to have this great experiment. And uh, we've got too many Republicans, too many conservatives that love to talk and wax poetical about our founding. But when push comes to shove, they're not willing to make the same sacrifices of their reputation. They're, they're um, you know, risking slander, lawfare, and this film really is a love letter to the patriots that have put themselves in a place of interposition and have risked it all. And it starts it starts with Trump, but it doesn't end there. It really is a love letter to the American people and the J6ers. These are these are people that, you know, we're talking about mechanics, we're talking about janitors, we're talking about nurses, we're talking about teachers. A million plus showing up because they saw with their eyes that that the most powerful political figure in our country probably in our country's history outside of Lincoln and Washington, you're going to be hard pressed to find someone that's going to be more significant in, uh, the, the, in just how the, the American story has been shaped than Donald Trump. And I would have thought that was laughable in 2016, laughable that this guy that was on TV, I mean, yeah, he's a real estate tycoon, but never in my life would I think that I'd be on your show in 2023 saying, Lincoln, Washington, Trump. Those are your big three. Amen. Amen. That's it. When is the public going to be able to see this uh, this movie? That's the million-dollar question, right? Uh, and every time I get on the show, it's like, when do we have the date? I'm hoping. Um, I'm hoping. Don't hold me to this. December 15th will be the drop-dead date. Okay. Um, I had a surprise. I'll, I'll break this on the Joe Hoff show. I had a surprise meeting um, where I've been trying to get with uh, the war room and gateway pun and trying to get basically all of the major hitters in conservative media to see if I can get on the same page with all of them to get this film out. And um, it's been very difficult. And I got a call out of, out of the blue from Mike Lindell, everyone's favorite, my pillow guy. <laughs> 
And he asked me the same question. Where is, where's the war room on this? Where is, uh, where's gateway pun and all this stuff. And I go, I'm trying my best, but I'm, I'm low tier. I'm low man on the totem pole. I'm not, I don't get to swim with the giants that have these, these major networks. And, um, he says, well, I'm going to, can I come over to your place and watch the film? I mean, so think about this, Mike Lindell's in California (laughs) and, uh, he's like going to come over to my house. And if you, been to my house like right now i work out of a garage i had to mute my mic as the girl as the trash uh trash delivery people came over and collected my trash cans while we're doing the show and uh he uh he i'm like sure he comes over and then he calls me back he's like i'm bringing steve with me (laughs) so wednesday night uh i you know in brinky dink las cruces airport Mike Lindell out of nowhere just shows up with Steve Bannon and they got to watch the film. And it, it was really important for me to make sure that everyone that promotes this knows what they're signing off on. And, and you, you've seen the film, Joe, the people that have taken on the, the election vendors have been sued for billions of dollars. And I just said, look, I, I respect everyone in this movement too much to have them sign off on promoting a film where we're thumbing the nose at Dominion and ESNS and B Pro and and the Department of Homeland Security. We take it to to, to Chris Ray, the corrupt director of the FBI. And uh, once they saw it, they they got why this is such a difficult film to get out. I mean, you have to throw the playbook out the window on what mainstream channels you're allowed to use to get a film out. Uh, I talked about this last week. Uh, if you have any positive spin on the J6ers, most streaming platforms will flag it and ban it. So I've done many interviews with J6ers, uh, put them on YouTube. They get automatically get flagged. I get a strike. So I can't I can't stream um, the documentary on YouTube. Um, okay, everyone's like, I get it. We'll put it on Rumble. Well, Rumble, ever since BlackRock got 15% of their um, shares, is looking a little bit more like YouTube these days. It's not to say that you get automatic flags, but they also have ways to elevate things and and not elevate certain things depending on the content. And it seems like people in what I call conservative ink have mastered the art of not talking about the certain topics that will get you in trouble. And this film is all about all the topics that will definitely get you in trouble. Um, so I, I think within the next 48 hours, Joe, Lord willing, I'll have a a done deal with many of the people out there on a hard uh, set date release, but my gut's telling me long answer around December 14th, December 15th, we'll have this, this film available uh, for, for people to, to see. Mm. Well, my birthday's the 16th. That's it. That's it. That'd be a good day too. Okay. (laughs) We'll do it for you. That helps me. Uh, yeah, right. No, I'm so excited. And uh, what an cre- incredible story. So did they just sit down in your garage and watch this or where, where'd you show it? Well, I, I last night we had, we did a test screening with uh, locals at a, the Fountain Theater. It's a historical theater in Old Missy. It's an old Adobe building. And I thought, well, maybe I can get, get them snuck in there and just make sure that everything's, uh, we could do some troubleshooting. And uh, the window didn't work out. Uh, someone who's got a much nicer place than me uh, offered. Uh, and when they hear that Mike Lindell and Steve Bannon's coming into town, they're like, everyone wants to roll out the red carpet. So we were able to do it at a much, much nicer place than where I live. And uh, and it was really honoring that uh, they would fly in just to watch it and fly out. It was like in and out. It's not like they stayed the night or anything. They, they're both extremely busy. And uh, 
I was just struck by the intelligence of the questions after the film. Um, you know, Steve is many things, but I'll tell you right now, the guy, he, the guy knows audiences. And um, so he asked me, he's like, who's, who's this film intended for? Because if it's who I think it's for, it's, it's a masterpiece. It's, it's perfect. But if you're trying to reach out to people outside of MAGA, uh, you're going to get massive pushback on this film. And I, I think that's a, it's a fair point that he made. And um, so for people that are going to watch this movie when it becomes available in the next couple of weeks, the film is for the remnant. It's for the warrior. It's for the activist. This isn't for the, the fair weather patriot that's willing to pretend that the world's not on fire. And for those types of people, this is going to be a really tough movie to watch because it unearths so many of our problems in the country, but it demands action. And so I think for the people that uh, are ready to risk more, maybe even risk it all, this film's going to check off all the boxes. But for the people that want to go back to their, their regular everyday life, this movie's going to bother them. And, um, and Steve got that. So I think there's a lot of Patriot films that, are accessible, you know, an hour, hour and a half might get a tear, but you get to go back to life. Uh, this film is really going to challenge everyone that watches it to on whether or not you can go, go back to the everyday routine the way that you did before. So breaking news on the Joe Hoff show, <laughs> Steve Bannon and Mike Lindell came to your house within the past 24 hours, saw the video last night. And then they flew out last night or no? It was two nights ago. In fact, I, I it's not two like there's ago. a plan. Uh, it was Wednesday. I'm stressing because everyone's like, Dave, what's the plan? What's the plan? I'm like, I don't, there's only a few heavy hitters. <laughs> Gateway Pundit's one of them. Uh, War Room's one of them. And like, but they have to see the film. How can they promote something that they haven't seen? And I've been trying to get to them. And then Mike Lindell out of the blue, it's like an answer to prayer. I'll come over and watch your movie. Like, can you imagine my pill, my, the my pillow CEO saying, "I'll come over to your house and watch the movie," <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. But he he one upped it and said, "I'm bringing Steve with me." He actually picked up Steve at a private airport. They came in, watched the film, had some pizza, some queso, got back on the plane, and uh, we're trying to hammer out things right now. So we'll see what comes of it. Wow. Fantastic. What a great story, because I know you wanted to get that in front of Bannon. There's been some challenges just lining that up. And and here you are able to see, he flies to see you. What a what a what a neat gesture, too. That says a lot about Steve as well, let alone Mike. I mean, these guys are these guys have been in the fight from the start, and that's why they're under attack. And, you know, so we got to keep fighting, though. We should we can't we can't step back just because we're attacked because, well, that's just not an option. You know, you know, it's like the guys in the, you know, men in the Civil War, men in the Revolution, Valley Forge, whatever. You don't just walk away. How do you ever live with yourself? You know what I mean? It's not an oh, option, is it? it I, it's surreal. I, I, I And it's surreal for the people that open their homes. I mean, these are people, Lost Cruises, they all watch the war room. They all watch Mike on TV. And to have us plopped in their living room <laughs> watching the film, yeah. everyone's just kind of like, I could see them in the corner whispering and part of part of it is so surreal for me because um look i've known about steve and mike for years and um it's not lost on me that it's uh it's almost like a dreamlike existence right now where there's so many people that maybe most people in america don't know but people that are in this fight certainly know who 
the heavy hitters are and the people that are are you know showing the receipts you're one of them joe that's why we we connect so well and um yeah so it was just one of those things like las cruces new mexico in the wilderness <laughs> there, here's mike yeah. lindell coming in with with steve bannon in tow and uh what a lift that was huh oh i needed Didn't it just i needed you it. up <laughs> yeah Man, so now it's a great story well, you, you called wow. me up and you asked, you said, you know, how are you doing? And I feel like it's like, uh, I feel like I'm pregnant. <laughs> uh, that's where the stress is, is that I've got this thing that I want to deliver and uh, I'm not in control of really anything other than just hopefully Lord willing the edit and, uh, the, and what you end up seeing on screen. Outside of that, I've never made a movie before. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I know. I'm figuring out as we go. Well, well done. And it reminds me of this lady years ago who said, shared this with me and some others, let go and let the pieces fall together. That doesn't reach. Wait, I'm supposed to control this whole thing. You, you don't understand. No, let go and let them fall together. I'm like, and, and she's absolutely right. That's the answer. You just kind of turn it over. There's a loving, living God that's going to take care of you and all of us. And, um, and he certainly is doing that. That's that's such a wonderful story. By the way, my big question, we can't, you know, can't let you go without me asking this. We got more time here, but what did they say about my comments in the movie? I mean, they certainly had to be just, you know, struck, right? Uh, <laughs> Steve, Steve said, pause it. Pause it. Can you rewind that? And I, oh, I want to everyone be quiet. Every, everyone hush. Uh yeah. Joe Hoff, the Joe Hoff speaking. It was something along those lines, Joe. <laughs> yeah. I, well, thanks for sharing that. I figured that was the case. I just wanted to kind of ver verify that. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. man, that's great. And you had pizza during the movie, too, huh? Yeah. Yeah. A uh, lot, of, lot of diet sodas, a lot of caffeine. Um, it was a late night. But, yeah, it was great. I mean, it just, yeah. I'm, don't want to share too much other other than yeah, the yeah. fact that they came and I, I think they were both wow. very pleased with it. But we'll see if if uh they drop me like a you know uh, you know a cheap date, you'll you'll know what they really think. But I I, I came away uh with their feedback oh, that they they enjoyed the film. So well, you know, and and the only thing that you shared that I might I don't know if I should disagree with or maybe just maybe just challenge is the fact that them thinking it's just mega mega will love this movie but you're gonna grab people like my friend tommy the other night who's a great guy great man who was the first guy to walk up to you after the movie and says and i don't know even know what he shared with you mm -hmm. but he told me later it was powerful joe that we've got to do something i didn't know it was this bad you know yeah. and he's not a he's not a trumpster he's not mega he's he loves america he loves he's a conservative he he still watches fox news and I didn't know how he'd react. I was even sitting there because uh, I'd seen the movie the night before. I'm kind of looking at Tommy from behind him, just wondering, I wonder how this, you know, he's taking this in. And he sat there the whole time. He didn't move. He didn't get out of his chair. And then to see his reaction, no, this is going to impact this, in my opinion, my humble opinion. And Steve's, Steve's very bright. And he knows he knows more about this than I do. You're going to rock people that are not part of MAGA. You're going to hit yeah. people. This growing, this growing mass of Americans that are saying this something's not right here. We've got to fix this now. I I agree with that, and uh, but I'm not going to 
you know, tell anyone that they're wrong and they're entitled to their opinion. I, I think that he's more over the mark than, uh, but here's, here's, I think the difference between Steve and I, Steve straddles the beltway and he's in the swamp. And so he's constantly um, surrounded by doomsayers and naysayers, and it's all on the political class to, to save the country. Uh, case in point, he said something that was really powerful after watching the film. He's like, there's been over a thousand depositions related to J6. And out of the over 1000 depositions, only two people that were deposed said that they believe Trump won. That would be one Steve Bannon and one Peter Navarro. Everyone else. Now, I don't know how accurate that is, but that was, it was if wow. it's not spot on, it's pretty darn close. And so when I heard that, I said, Steve, but unlike you, I mean, he gets to get in touch with MAGA when they do these events. I'm in podunk towns. I've traveled all over the world. And when that Rasmussen poll comes out and, and tells everybody that 70% of all voters believe that not only the elections are rigged, what does that mean? That means that Trump won. If it was rigged, it had to be rigged for someone. And I said, this this isn't for the doubters. This film isn't for the Jenna Ellis's of the world that that are turncoats. This is for um, the American people. And what my hope is, yeah, we'll, we'll galvanize MAGA with the film. No doubt about that. I think there's about 10 to 15% of the population that is up for grabs. And that's really who I want the film. I, I think the, the film lands on a couple levels. One, if you're an expert, even if you know the systems inside and out, I think it's going to integrate some concepts that will surprise you and, and give you a coherent overlay that perhaps no one's put together all in one place. So in other words, there's a lot of experts in their sub-disciplines that are really great. And you could have made a movie about each of those sub-disciplines. This film doesn't do that. It basically touches on all of the expertise and tries its best to give you a coherent uh, picture of how we're being robbed in the elections. Um and then you've got to have people that uh, otherwise aren't math and science people stick around and watch what you have to offer. And um, and I think what's going to happen is that there's so many people that have not been exposed to the entire truth, like your friend, uh, Tommy. They're going to come away going, I had no idea it was this bad. And that's what we had last night. We had a lot of people that know who I am in my hometown, did not know the extent of the fraud. And they were they were literally... Uh, just sitting there processing what they saw for a few minutes and um, yeah, they were speechless. Yeah. It, it impacts you in that way. Kind of for me, well, another movie I saw recently that was really powerful was that uh, the sound of freedom uh, mm -hmm. about the child uh, trafficking in and out of the U S and, and now you see the stuff that's going on in the border and big facilities in Texas, just for children. It, it's, it's unbelievable what we're seeing today. It's, it's beyond shocking. But, you know, when you talk, my, my thought, too, is when you're talking about these guys in the beltway and, you know, like Bannon saying, you know, all but two people out of a thousand or whatever are saying uh, they didn't believe Trump won. You know, you know what I my my immediate reaction is, you know, based on my my life, my perception, my experiences. Right. Which is all we have unless we're smart enough to learn from others, which very few of us are. Um, I do think Trump is. I heard Trump never drank because his brother uh, drank himself to death. And he said, I'm not going to do that. So there are people out there that can learn from others. And maybe we all can to some extent. I shouldn't say that. But anyways, my experience is 
I'm in the corporate world. I, and I've said, this is, this is the real world is what I say. And we have, we're, you know, so, so think about this as these people are making these decisions. They are basing that on their opinion. They aren't sitting back like we do in the corporate world. Okay, I'm not going to sit back and say, well, I think the financials are right. I think they're right. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to sit back and and either know or not know. And I'm going to put in place a team that's required really by the government and every other entity to freaking make sure that your numbers are absolutely correct. There's a process and auditors come in look at it and give their opinion. None of these people are doing that. They're not saying they're basing their opinion on the media. They're basing their opinion on Joe Biden or ABC. They're not basing their opinion on a qualified professional examination of what happened. And I can't say that I did that, but I attempted to do that as I wrote my three books about the election. And that's where I come up in that second book at the end of each chapter. And this is why the election never should have been certified and this is why it never should have been certified and it just goes on and on and on and these guys aren't really basing it on that that's kind of my opinion almost in a way maybe not shocked but also maybe not happy that that's they could come some of these smart people could come to these conclusions without really giving it a thorough investigation which which was has never been done really Maybe until you know your, you know your your movie, my books, whatever. Even th- I wouldn't say they're even thorough. I mean, there isn't an overall ov- overarching audit of the whole process. Oh, Nobody's done yeah, that. Joe, you're right. The the the, the film itself uh, could be, you know, a a ten part series uh, and still scratch the surface of of what we're up against. And that that's the other challenge. I, I, activists, I, I ask them, is it too long? Because we cover so much and they're like, Dave, it's exhausting the amount of information that you have to process, but it's necessary. It's not too long. In fact, I could have, I could have listened to more. And then there's, there's the fair weather Patriot that is still plugged into the feed and they, they want to get back to, you know, the golden corral, get a meal. They want to go watch their favorite Netflix show. Those people aren't going to get involved anyway. And so I, I just, for me, the, the thought process is I have to just accept responsibility for whatever choice. And and I know that if people are just wanting to kind of have a feel-good movie, this isn't for you. It's just not. Um, is this is this is a this is really a film about revolution. And and uh, I don't mean that to you know get people's hackles up, but it's gonna come down to are you tired of, of watching people being arrested? I mean for crying out loud, just two days ago in Cochise County, you had two honest election supervisors or, or canvassers that refused to certify what they saw. And guess what? The AG for Arizona, who also stole her election from Abe Hamadaw when there was only 50 votes in play and Abe Hamadaw has been shut down at every level. Those two election officials withholding certification, doing the right thing because they didn't want to certify fraud, have been indicted by the selected attorney general. That's where we're at. And unless people see the problem for what it is uh, and and surround and support the courageous, you know, people are going to be picked off one by one. 
And the film really shows this. I mean, how many times, I mean, how many times do you have to watch casual viewer Mike Lindell getting pinned into a drive through at Hardy's? How many lawsuits have to be brought against Joe and Jim Hoff to the Gateway Pundit? Uh, how many indictments have to be brought against President Trump? How many phones have to be seized from John Eastman? How many attorneys have to be disbarred? And this film really shows the cost of not just me and my family. I'm just the narrator. I, you know, I've got a story. I got a front row seat in a lot of these people. Film's not about me. The film's really about the American people, like standing up and, and taking part in the adventure that you and I find ourselves in. And uh, Lord willing, understand that there's still some time for people to write a chapter in their own book to write the ship here in America. No, absolutely. I think it was, I, you know, in that regard, I think the movie was perfect. I think it was. And, 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 and it was, uh, it showed, it showed David Clements. It showed your family. It showed the country. It showed the individuals that are stuck in prison or jail that haven't even gone to court yet. I still think there's some guys that are sitting out there for more than three years now. Is it more than the three years are coming up yeah. on three? Coming on three. Have, haven't had a court date yet. They're sitting in jail. This is unconstitutional beyond belief. Where's and and we've got Chris Ray, this buffoon, going in front of Congress. That's why. I don't know why they treat him in any way other than as a criminal. Because this guy is a criminal. What he did with since he stepped in. And it's all it's all clear. We've even got evidence with the Russia collusion sham. No, well, and, not only that, uh, Chip, Chip Roy, when Chip Roy came out, I, I I don't have any reason to doubt what he said. He said that he's got uh, intelligence as a sitting congressman, that there are over 200 federal agents mm-hmm. embedded throughout the crowd, over 200 federal agents. And those were the agitators. Those were the people that yeah. were encouraging, doing things, um, mm-hmm. none of which have been indicted. They're all unindicted co-conspirators, yeah. Fed agents. It's mm-hmm. a huge, it's a huge story. And unfortunately, still not enough people are talking about it because they get their news from the propagandists. They watch Fox, they watch MSNBC and, and there mm-hmm. you go. And then they jumped right into the January 6th committee with Liz Cheney sitting there and these buffoons from the left. Uh, what's his name? Adam Schiff and the biggest liar probably on earth. I've never seen anybody lie like that guy. And uh, they're the ones that are telling us uh, they're, they're trying to be the purveyors of truth. What, how disgusting. David, well done. Thank you for joining us again. Well done. Great, great job. Thanks, Joe. Well, we couldn't have done it without you. Uh, I, I'm just a storyteller. And part of that story had your contributions and, and many other experts. And um, I'm pleased with the end, end result for sure. But thanks for having me. On. Well, you, sh- you should be. You should be. Well done. You and your family. I know it's been a lot of work. God bless you all. Have a great weekend. We'll catch up soon, and we'll be back next Monday on The Joe Hoff Show.